Thank you for joining me, Raghav. You are the creator of Shutter Authority. Shutter Authority is a YouTube channel with an insane number of views. You specialize in visual effects shorts. Can you tell me a little bit more about what you do? Um, yeah, sure. It's sort of like uh, bringing different things that interest me uh, into real life. So let's say there's a video game that uh, I would really like to make a film about or see a film of. So I just, and if uh, enough people are interested on the topic, I make a short film, which sort of feels like at least half the quality of a real movie, but takes me only like a few weeks to make. And I apply the same idea to different things, like uh, could be a video game or some other uh, a movie or even anything else, like something to do with dinosaurs or my own ideas. So any, it's basically things that sort of revolve around uh, the need for VFX. I hear that. You you said just a couple of weeks, which completely blows my mind. I do some visual effects myself, as you might know, and the yeah. quality of the work that you do is mind-blowing. And I, I assume it would take me a lot longer. The fact that you do those shorts so quickly seems like you you have a lot of experience. Did you go to film school? No, I didn't. Um, so, yeah, it's just been me playing uh, with the tools at home and figuring out, yeah. Yeah. I see, so I follow you on Instagram as well, and I see a lot of new software and applications that you seem to be integrating with your workflow. Things like you use the Rococo smart suit a lot, the motion capture suit. And it seems yeah. like you've already mastered that. Like you're using it with not just human forms, which seems to be like a pretty one-to-one -one thing, but I saw you use it with like a Raptor before. I think yeah. in your most recent short, the, um, the Siren Head, you use yeah. the suit there as well. I, and also you're using photogrammetry a lot. Like how do you find time to learn all this new stuff and make these videos in just a couple of weeks? Um, it might <laughs> seem like that from the outside, but um, it's, it's a lot um, simpler because these are things I've been uh, trying for like 10 years or so. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, I've made a lot of mistakes in each of these and probably enough mistakes that now that um, the number of mistakes I make sort of has reduced and hence it sort of looks a little bit better. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've, I've tried almost everything and um, like fluid simulations and that and this and all kinds of uh, things and most of which I probably failed at for the first few years of trying. So, uh, and I've sort of stuck with a few of these that sort of worked for me and mm -hmm. I just do a little bit more of those now. Okay, can you tell me a bit about like what your favorite applications are, like favorite software? I know for, um, we, we had a question answer a little while ago. So I know Blender and After Effects are a really big one. You also do behind the scenes, but can you tell our um, viewers a little bit more about like what, what your favorite day-to-day -day software is in your workflow? Um, yeah, apart from Blender and After Effects, I use uh, DaVinci Resolve for editing and sound design. And uh, I think I've been using that for at least two years now. And um, I really love it. Uh, I would actually like to learn Fusion as well uh, because I can compile it uh, 
uh, inside of resolve itself. But mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm I'm too stuck with the After Effects layer-based workflow, which. Uh, I mean, I will still be needing to do anyway. So that's something I haven't done. Other than that, um, yeah, I've started uh, using Embergen. Uh, I still haven't really made a video with uh, anything uh, from Embergen, but that's something I'll surely be using uh, down the line. Mm -hmm. And for people who aren't familiar with Embergen, it's, uh, I don't know how they it's pull a, it off, but uh, yeah, can you, can you describe it in a little more detail? Yeah, it's a fluid simulation tool, something um, comparable to FumeFX or um, Turbulence FD, I think, is mm -hmm. what Cinema 4D has. So it's something like that, but it, this is real time. Uh, it simulates in real time. It also renders in real time. So um, one of the things that kept me uh, from simulating much in the past was because I didn't have a powerful enough computer to do all of this uh, and still be able to make these short films in time. So I would resort to using a lot of uh, stock footage, which uh, thankfully um, now it's a lot easier because of your uh, website and all the great stuff you put out. Thank you. Uh, but before that, um, I would end up using the same clips from uh, um, Action Essentials too. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> sort of just <laughs> different combinations of the same clips all the time. And, um, and then I got some stuff from action vfx but still um being able to make your own stuff for certain things it's always nice especially when you have 3d um models that also interact with it uh, stock footage only goes a certain distance yeah totally the way i i like to recommend people use stock footage as like it's great if it's something you can't pull off yourself like if you just are a compositor and you don't want to get into simulations um, and it's great in a time crunch. That's where I see a lot of our users on like a more professional level trying to utilize our stuff. You know, in the real world, it'd be nice if you had an infinite amount of time to work on any project, but you have deadlines. And if you need an explosion, it might be all right to just use a stock explosion and make it look good versus simulating your own. But if you have a character who needs to like interact with the smoke or the fire, you're not going to get away with stock. You're going to want to use something like Embergen, which thankfully I think the new update, you can actually like have um, animations interact with it. Geometry? And not yet, I think. No, um, no, like, okay, cool. I think that's coming out. But I think you can have a proxy mesh and sort of animate it inside of Embergen, like just add keyframes for if it's uh, like a scale, scale mesh. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, a skin mesh is not going to work, but something like, let's say, a car is exploding and flipping, you could probably uh, have the animation done inside of Embergen, like a basic uh, one, which sort of serves as a, a proxy for uh, the, the actual animation that you have in your 3D program. So you would like it just animate position scale rotation inside of Embergen. Could you output the, the uh, mesh as well then, like take those keyframes, or would you... Have to. Uh, good question. I actually haven't tried this at all because I think this is a recent uh, up, update. So um, I still have to try that. Yeah, theoretical. I'm sure at some point, like that, they yeah. update so fast. I really love those I guys. Know. Yeah, Jenga yeah. FX. Um, have you messed with their particle tool at all? I forget what that one's called, but it seems similar. There's, uh, no, there's, yeah, there's Embergen, and then I think you can buy like a package of the two. But I use Cinema 4D and X particles, and I'm like comfortable with that right. for now. But yeah, eventually I'm getting drawn more and more into that world. 
Nice. Speaking, speaking of real-time VFX, have you tried um, Unreal Engine at all? I downloaded it and then uh, I had problems with my computer, so I had to format Windows. So oh, no. I still haven't had the chance to play with it enough. Oh, man. So, but, uh, that is something on my list for sure. Yeah. Do you use it? No, not yet. I'm seeing more and more people use it. And part of me is like, do I just wait until Unreal Engine 5 is out and then like go all in? Because I don't know yeah. if the workflow is going to be different or the interface is going to be different. So I, mm. I feel a little trepidation there. But I've got into Spark AR recently. I'm not oh, sure if you're yeah. familiar with Spark AR. I yeah. know what it is. Yeah. So for me, that like it's limited, obviously, because you can only use it for Facebook and Instagram filters. And they're very... Um, constricting in that usage. You can't really like import and export uh, videos, but the fact that it can track facial features so well and yeah. like create a moving mesh of somebody's face and then you can like input 3D lights and you have a particle system in there and it's all real time. Like to me, that's the key. Like you can be editing and watching your face turn into a goblin or a vampire or something in real time, that, that's my That's the future of VFX for me. That's amazing, yeah, yeah. yeah. I wish they uh, come up with a way to export that and just have that accessible inside a 3D program. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, the, they clearly have the software and capability already. And I think if they just yeah. sold it for like a hundred bucks or something, they would still make money. And like, I, obviously I think the reason is they want to tie everything to, um, to Instagram and Facebook, right? right? But, right. you know, just sell the software independently and give it a couple more features and we're good to go. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, so how many total views do you have on YouTube? Do you know the number? Probably not to the very single view yeah. count, but like in the millions. <laughs> um, I mean, it's. I think it's over 1.2 billion. I think. 1.2 God, it's mind yeah. blowing. Congratulations. Thanks. It's yeah. uh, it's close to the population of my country. So, and <sighs> that's just insane. That's so cool, man. Uh, what country are you from? India. India. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Makes sense. Yeah. 1.2 billion. Not too many countries with that big of a population. Yeah. That's very cool. Are you based in India right now? Yes. Okay. Awesome. Um, what's the, is there like a VFX scene around you or are you working completely really. independently? Almost independently. Um, yeah. there's, I know zero people who, uh, do VFX in India almost. So, wow. So it's all you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there are people reaching out and asking me questions, but, uh, not somebody that, uh, I could easily work with and collaborate yet. Have you worked on any Bollywood films? No. No interest? I um, I mean, no one has asked me, so... Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I would be down. Um, I'm not particularly fond of uh, the style that most Bollywood movies have. Um, I mean, it's too distracting and um, just lacks focus in general. There's just too much music and dance and it's just a bit uh, wonky. Not so, your style. Not really, yeah. Yeah, so, I, um, I do. I am drawn to like the exaggerated visual effects when they utilize it, though. Just the so over the top and ex extreme. It seems self aware enough, you know. Like, yeah, yeah, it's not trying to pass as something that it's not. And I, I appreciate when things are like way over the top. 
Yeah. Yeah, but when it stays the same way uh, throughout the movie, it, I mean, you're not going to watch it many times. So. Right. Yeah. I hear what you're saying. Yeah, it's like a one-time thing, and then you're yeah, okay, and then cool. you 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 have fun, uh, but you're not going to be thinking about it two days after, and then right. want to rewatch it. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. But um, I'm sure there are some really good ones, which I mean, I myself haven't watched. Uh, but most of the popular ones aren't really my taste at all. What is your favorite movie? Uh, Bollywood? No, no. Any movie. No, overall? Any movie, yeah. Um, I like anything to do with space or future or sci-fi or things like that. So um, Gravity, uh, Interstellar, or um, Passengers also, Edge mm-hmm. of Tomorrow. And Oh, man. Yeah. These are good choices. Really good. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. And of course, um, a lot of the classic older movies as well. But um, yeah, I think it's it's really hard. Uh, the too many names pop up in my head and it just clouds. Yeah. But space, you would say, is like your number one kind of genre theme? Sort of, yes. Yeah. Yeah, you did the Godzilla in space video oh, yeah. a couple of months back. Yeah. Yeah. Which is uh, the thumbnail for the article on your website. Yeah. Yeah. It was really great. Yeah. And I, I like the workflow you, you talk about, like when you want to mm. bring, make things a little more complex or simplify things by doing like 3D yeah. renders and in, in 2D. And it just, I, I really like that process. Don't overcomplicate it. Just work on the yeah, final I mean, shot. I, I'm always simplifying. Uh, that's one of the one of the ways I'm able to make so much content uh, in such little time. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, I, I see my target and I head straight there. Um, I can't keep doing everything and have enough flexibility till the very end. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I start with a lot of flexibility and then I narrow down and there's hardly anything left at the end. Yeah. When do you know when you're done with a video? What, what's, what's the moment that you... Do you feel like your videos are incomplete or do you feel like you've you've done everything and they're completely done? Do you know, like some artists, I feel like they're always like, oh, I could do this and a little more and like, oh, that shadow could be whatever composited better. Or when you're done, you're just like, cool, I'm done. That's it. Like, psh. That's a good question. Um, it always is like, um, once I think the video is nearing the end, I feel like, okay, um, it's finally close to being complete. But then I see, oh, there's one mistake there. Let me fix that. And then I start working on it. Then I see the next one and like, oh, all of these shots have mistakes. And that is when I call it done because uh, it's too late to fix all of those. So that's when I just give up essentially. (laughs) Okay, cool. We are very similar in that way. I'll be like, I am so over this project. I never want to see it again. And then I start seeing problems with uh, stuff that I did on the shoot, which I, which there's no way to go back and fix. So like, I think one of the important things is to have an even distribution of quality across all of the things. Like you don't want extraordinary camera work. You do, you would, that'd be awesome. But then uh, not at the expense of uh, crappy VFX or sound design or something. It's more important that that all of these things are sort of at least roughly at the same level so that um, otherwise there's going to be too much difference between these things. Yeah, I think, uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Raka Raka. They're, Mm -hmm. okay, cool. So we've done some VFX for them and we've worked with um, Jack Tracy who does their VFX and 
they, I've seen a couple of interviews where they talk about the looseness of the camera and that it being handheld adds to the overall believability of it. The fact that it's like high intensity action and it's really loose around the edges works in their favor versus trying to like shoot with, you know, a bunch of steady rigs and cranes and everything. Like it's not going to, you're not going to feel as into it. And it's not going to feel like as believable, I guess. Right. Yeah. I get that. Um, yeah. So 1.2 billion views. I think your last videos have like, so you, you did the siren head videos, which like almost 50 million views on one, 20 million views yeah. on the other. Were you expecting it to just? No, I, I wasn't. I wasn't because, um, when I, when I started exploding ideas around siren head, I would just go on YouTube, like probably like two or three months ago and just look at other side and head videos and uh, none of them had views like this. So um, I was like, oh, okay. Um, so even if it does sort of uh, catch the viral wave, it's probably gonna go like a couple of million views or something like that. But yeah. this has just been disproportionate. Yeah, I, I feel like you had um, success with the Godzilla videos, with the Terminator videos, with the T-Rex videos. You had these like running characters and kind of themes that were successful. Your videos yeah. always did well. And then you decide to create a horror movie, yeah. which by itself was a bit of a risk. You're, you're changing right. a successful pattern already to something totally different. Like, I mean, what, what made you decide to kind of give up on a successful kind of thing to try something totally new? One of the things is um, you kind of see um, tapering audience interest. So if you look at my Godzilla videos, the first one was probably the most popular one. And then the second one was half of that. And then a third of that and something like that. <laughs> so, um, and I'm also getting bored working with the same assets all the time. So. Um, uh, I'd love to do different things, um, so not like eight Godzilla videos in a row. So uh, unless I really have something special to showcase in that topic, uh, I don't want to overdo the same thing. And I've always wanted to do uh, horror movies. Uh, one of my biggest inspirations for that is uh, David F. Sandberg. Um, do you follow his channel? Yeah. So he he did lights out right that that short yes. that oh yes. my god anytime we're watching we do like some horror nights where we like watch a bunch of horror shorts and i'm always like if you haven't seen this this is the one to watch yeah yeah for sure i love it that's the you got the jump scare down and getting that is so difficult especially in a short have you seen his recent shorts um no i saw that he released some i follow him on on twitter and saw they posted some but i haven't watched him so gotta check him out yeah, yeah. so um, i think he he did a few uh in the last few months and mm -hmm. that was when i was like oh i want to do a horror film too because i've never done a horror film uh, so far i think i did one like 10 years ago but that doesn't really count as anything uh i decided not to put it up anywhere so oh really yeah hasn't seen the light <laughs> yeah. of day yeah yeah, it hasn't. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, any other than the success, any surprises from making these horror shorts? Um, yeah, uh, these especially, um, a lot of people have been reacting to it, which is, um, you mean has like happened in the past. Reaction yeah, like, videos? Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, cool. So, which does happen once in a while, but not for every video. But for this one, like at least I think, uh, 
I, I watched at least 10 videos from fairly big channels, like a um, couple of million subscribers, some even big, or even wow. bigger, I think. And um, they seem to enjoy it a lot. And uh, they were saying lots of nice things, which uh, were actually just incidental when I shot them. And they make it sound like I was very deliberate with that. So yeah, like the genius behind the camera. And you're like, oh, it was yeah. an accident. <laughs> <laughs> Most of them were. So um, oh, that was so a surprise. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I and love someone it. even made a Minecraft version of my film, Shot to Shot. Whoa. That was so nice. I got to check and, that out. Yeah, I'll link it to you. It's, uh, that was so nice because she really recreated the whole thing. Um, in Minecraft, it looks exactly uh, the same shot, the same camera move, everything is the same. Oh my it's, God, that's so cool. Yeah, because a lot of things were like, oh, I didn't go that way because there was a rock there. But this guy moves the same way. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, I kind of know the reason why he didn't go there, even though he doesn't know it himself. Yeah. Oh, that's very cool. Yeah, I think the like seeing reactions like that is especially special because you don't get to, you know, go and premiere your film in a theater and like watch people react to it in person. Yeah. And usually yeah. the only feedback you get are comments. But like yeah. actually seeing people react to your video, that's that's very cool. That's very special. It's, yes, special for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um yeah, here's a, a good question. So you you obviously have a pretty big channel. Are there any YouTube collaborators that you you really or YouTube creators that you really want to collaborate with? Um, yes, for sure. Uh, anybody doing filmmaking, VFX, things like that, and mm -hmm. uh, including you, uh, you you guys are so cool with your work. Oh, thank uh, you. I'd love to do something with you. Yeah, we'd love that, of course. Yeah, and of course other channels like. Um, Corridor, of course, mm -hmm. probably uh, one of the best. Um, Nukazuka. Nukazuka, uh, I love. Underrated, yeah. underrated, man. Definitely, such yeah. a good channel. Yeah. It is probably um, one of my favorite channels. Have you seen, are you familiar with the So Crispy Media? I think that's yes, their yes. name. He, Did you he's see a their good friend of mine. Oh, really? Cool. Yeah. Yeah, that Chalk Warfare oh, series. He works so hard on his videos. Uh, I get not tired. common for YouTube. Yeah, no, no, I, I am exhausted watching that behind the scenes for that last video. It's so much work, yeah. man. I don't have so the patience he, for that. He spends like a year or two on a video. I don't even yeah. think he considers himself a YouTuber anymore. Is Yeah, he's at just, that point, yeah, yeah, it's a film. Yeah. He's not doing it for the views or uh, for just ad revenue. So he makes no sense when you work on something for one year and put in so much energy and money into it. Yeah. I'm glad that they do get views though, because I can't imagine putting a work a year of work into something and then like 20 yeah. views or something. Like it's not <laughs> about the views, but I still want people to see my work. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. but I think he's going somewhere else. I mean, uh, he's probably um, aiming for something like um, Netflix or something, perhaps something. Yeah. Like that. Netflix, Hulu, one of those, like, yeah, mm. that'd be awesome. I'm sure I uh, rocket. Yeah, the quality career. for sure. Yeah. yeah, totally. And like the attention to fine details seems to right. be there. Because everything about it was good. It wasn't like great VFX. It was great sound design as well. Mm -hmm. It was great cinematography, great acting. Everything about it was amazing. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, the behind the scenes was really insightful. 
It made me yeah. realize I don't want to do a project of that scale <laughs> at any point. I will help I on it, but I would never want to tackle that. No. Same here. <laughs> I don't think I can I can work on the same idea for so long yeah. without getting bored of that. Um, even Imagine if I being loved like, it in the beginning. Yeah, exactly. In the beginning. But then halfway through, you're like, oh, man, I don't know if I like this anymore. I'm so <laughs> sick of this concept. Yeah. yeah. But it worked out for sure. Yeah. Chalk Warfare. Yeah. If anyone hasn't seen Chalk Warfare, go check it out. It's fantastic. Yeah. So you, you've mentioned that you've made a lot of mistakes in the past, which everybody does, and that that has helped you get better. Uh, we were talking specifically about software, but what mistakes, whether it's software related or any video production related, have you made that you're happy you made to, to never make again, ideally? I think um, all the mistakes that I have made and uh, realized that those mistakes, those are mistakes in the first place and I can correct them. I'm glad to have made them because I don't have to make them anymore. But uh, I might still be making mistakes and I would really like someone else to point that out to me so that I don't have to make them anymore, hopefully. But things like um, lighting, I think I, I never paid attention to lighting when shooting a video. It's almost like uh, the last thing on my mind. Uh, I've sort of, uh, including now probably, it looks pretty bad here. Very natural <laughs> key light coming in from the side. It's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's not sun. It's a, it's a softbox. But still, oh, really? Okay, cool. Uh, yeah. it, it's, it's 10 in the night, so it's almost loud. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but so that's things like that. And even with the camera, I always, uh, even though I've been using cameras for a very long time, I I haven't paid that much attention to it, which uh, um, so affected uh, my work in a lot of older videos. But off late, I've sort of uh, I've been watching a lot of uh, cinematography tutorials and things like uh, having the right color profile, exposing correctly, and things like that. So I think the overall um, the common mistake that I've sort of I can see um, in my work across all different aspects is that um, I'm not, I'm not doing, I'm not paying enough attention to each thing. It's, it's not evenly spread across, mm. which is sort of, so I, I mean, there's something wrong with the shot, but it's not the VFX. It's, it's how I shot it, things like that. Uh, but you said uh, software, right? Software mm. or shooting. I mean, shooting, a lot yeah. of our audience is, is doing both. Like, I, I think yeah. a lot of people more and more gain comfortable being um, like a, a one-stop shop for post-production, pre-production, shooting, all that stuff. So yeah, it's, it's good to cover that. What camera are you shooting with primarily? Uh, it's an A6500. Sony. Okay, that's Sony. Sony. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are you doing uh, S-Log stuff? No, I'm doing, uh, it's called Cine 4. Hmm. Um, it's not as flat as as long, but it's a lot easier to expose correctly, and um, it has enough dynamic range. Yeah, uh, and works for most things. Okay, S log can be a mess if uh, you don't dial in the exact the, the right settings, right? So, yeah. Um, yeah, this one doesn't have that problem. It's also a lot easier to see on the monitor. I I personally don't enjoy shooting with a lot of camera gear because it takes a lot longer to set up and there are more things to watch out for and uh, my shoots are rather quick and there's not there's nobody to help me also for uh, most of the times apart from 
the actors themselves maybe one or two extra people there that's all so yeah. i like to have it really light and simple so that yeah it's just more efficient yeah more run and gun style right for sure yeah i think also you can get more creative shots if you're mm. holding the camera you can adjust more easily and like if you're trying yeah. to like set it up on like a crane or something it's you're stuck yeah, and, and you can get uh, a shot that looks like it's been shot in a crane with a gimbal or a drone or something like that <laughs> might not look as good but i mean with it, with with a little bit of practice and skill i think you can get to something like 80% of that quality which yeah. works for youtube yeah i agree completely for sure yeah. so the last time we spoke you mentioned that your channel was i forget the exact numbers but you, you had like a couple thousand subscribers and you'd been around already i think you said something like seven years and then just yeah. <laughs> yeah. which i think for like every viewer like that that story of like success when you you didn't have it like instantly it it, it took off after you've already kind of established yourself can you tell me a sure. little bit more about that yeah um I started my channel in 2006 and um, it was mostly just little VFX tests and some clips of my gymnastics things because I used to do gymnastics and martial arts. You still have those videos yeah. up. I saw them. Maybe a few. I'm uh, saying I saw I some gymnastics. <laughs> so I was like, oh, he's got moves. Very cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. Yeah. And then I, I just used to post whatever. Um, just came to my mind and back in uh, those days I wouldn't watch a lot of YouTube uh, myself so I wasn't aware of uh, what people were doing I would just do whatever I wanted and maybe get like 20 comments and then I would just move on to the next thing I, I wasn't really interested in the numbers and or anything mm -hmm. but then um, then I started uh, seeing channels like Corridor and uh, uh, even Andrew uh, Andrew M Films, New Kazuka oh, channels yeah. like that. Yeah, when they started coming up, and I was like, "Oh, I'm doing the same thing, except I'm making a film which I'm giving uh, a name that nobody would look for." Like we did one which was which we called something like Chryso Berylite, I think. So mm -hmm. how we came up with the name was um, we went to. Uh, um, a dictionary or something and then looked for different fancy sounding words and then just put it together and something like that so so even though we worked very hard on it uh, nobody would be looking for it hence uh, it would get very few uh, viewers but then uh, we realized like oh look um, what if we um, have an idea that we like to do and then sort of mix it with something that is already popular and people would be looking for. That way um, I would get more feedback and then uh, more feedback is better obviously. So then I think we, in the beginning I did some Spider-Man videos which were probably the most popular videos for many, many years. But then I I went back to it and made a few, I think one or two Spider-Man videos and Iron Man, things like that. And they started getting more views. I'm like, oh, okay. So one thing I did learn was that, um, so it is important that uh, you make something that people are already looking for if they already don't know you. So um, that is sort of um, how it changed. And 
but then I still made a lot of videos that nobody watched. Um, but then overall, it sort of started like there was one video which did well, and then four wouldn't really go anywhere, and then one more, and so on. Then I started understanding what was common across all these ones that really did well, and then. That was when uh, one of my videos, um, it's called Subway Surfers in Real Life. Uh, it's a video game based around um, what running on railway tracks and uh, jumping on and off trains. So um, uh, I was studying in Germany at the time and uh, one of my flatmates looked exactly like that character in the game. I saw him like, oh look, you, you look exactly like that. And like, okay, maybe let's make a video. So we just went and found this uh, abandoned railway track and we shot on that. And then that video had a million views in a month or so. And like, oh, okay, people wow. love video games in real life. So. Uh, what other games uh, are out there that I would be interested in recreating. So sort of looked at it like uh, an exercise for me um, to try and uh, recreate these different scenarios and, and put it in the real world. Mm -hmm. So that's the challenge that I enjoy because I personally wouldn't be too much into playing those games anyway. I mean, I would play it a little bit to figure out what it is like, but it's mm -hmm. not like I still go back and play those games actively. I don't play anything actively. Yeah. So, so, yeah, so the point is that um, things start to uh, grow, especially in terms of audience, when you're doing something that you're good at and uh, you're doing something uh, related to a topic that is popular. That's sort of how it starts for most people. There are exceptions, however, like uh, someone might have made their own character and that could have been their first video and it blew up and they just made a channel out of that or something like Lucas the Spider. Have you seen that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very cool. Yeah, yeah he, that's not based on anything. It's just a cute spider and people love it. So, yeah. but I think most channels which have done well have sort of uh, gone the way of doing videos on existing popular things. And then once they're popular enough, they start experimenting with different things. It's kind of like you earn your audience by, you know, doing the viral trending thing. And then once you have your audience, you can get a little more experimental with it and do what might yeah. be a little more true to your voice. True. Yeah. Um, I would love to go mega viral at some point. I would love to make a video that just takes off. We we were doing tutorials for a long time, like only tutorials. And then um, we just wanted to mix it up and we created a video called Thunder Hulk. I'm not sure if you've seen it, but we gave uh, Hulk the power of Thor and he's like lightning and he runs around and it was kind of uh, taking Corridor's uh, format and repurposing it for our channel and it did really well. It got like 150,000 views and we're like, oh my God, perfect. Like we can show off our visual effects and promote our content. And we can do this fun video that is so much easier than making a whole tutorial, which is a lot, a lot of work. And we right. have never had that success again, no matter what we've really? tried. No, not even close. <laughs> so I, I'm still looking for, for some, I, I still want to enjoy the videos. I don't want to just make something that I know is going to do well or assume is going to do well. I want to do something that's fun, but it's hard, man. It is hard. Yeah. I think the hardest part is uh, looking for these things, uh, which are, something that you really would love to do and also something that has a very high likelihood of performing well. That's always a tricky thing. Uh, I'm sure even bigger channels uh, struggle finding the spot because 
um, even if someone has like 10 million subscribers, um, it's it's not a guarantee that they'll get uh, even one tenth of the views in their first week. Sometimes, like yeah, I see I see this all the time. Like big channels getting like maybe five percent of their subscriber number as views on their videos. Yeah, so it's almost like the subscriber number doesn't really doesn't matter, matter at all. so much. But it does matter. Like um, I used to think that oh, subscribers are almost dead. But the thing is, they're not clicking on that video because it doesn't interest them. But if you make something that most of them would find interesting, they would click on it. That's true. So, I've seen, yeah, YouTube sends a little notification like, this is getting more views because your subscribers are liking it. They're like, come yeah. on, stupid, like do this. It's like, yeah. oh, okay, okay, I got you. Yeah, yeah. totally. Um, did you have specific long-term goals for Shutter Authority? Mm, not really. I mean, I would like to do something uh, longer form. So um, something uh, like a web series or a feature film or something like that. But I don't yet have plans where it will go or how I'll do it or uh, who's, who else is going to be part of it. Or mm. I don't really know any of those. But that is something I would like to do. And uh, I'm always, uh, my antennas are up for opportunities like that. But as of now, I'm just using it as a playground to um, experiment uh, while I learn and earn and make a living off that. And yeah, have fun in the end. That's, yeah, I mean, that's the dream, right? Like you get to be a creator making what you want and do it full time. Like, yeah. That's, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I don't know how long it will last or where it's going. Um, I don't think anybody knows at this point. Maybe some know it a little bit better than others, but um, yeah, I'm just glad it works for now. Yeah. So you generate most of your revenue through sponsorships, affiliate marketing, what, where do you? I, um, I don't do any affiliate marketing. That's something I just haven't tried. Uh, mm -hmm. Maybe I should, I should speak to someone about it. Someone it, who already does. It might work, <laughs> but, it's, but yeah, if, if sponsorship seemed like a, a good path, at least for you, for the videos that I've seen, yeah. Yeah, I would say it's like 50%. Um, half the revenue comes from sponsorships mm -hmm. and uh, the rest from uh, ad revenue. On YouTube directly, like pre-play right. stuff? Okay, cool. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I guess when you're getting that many views, because usually it's like, I forget what it is. Usually it's like a dollar so. per, what was that? Yeah, yeah sorry. It's like yeah. a dollar per thousand or dollar per 2,000 views on average or something. So it's yeah. not very and Sometimes high. even worse, especially um, since I don't get uh, all the views from the West. Um, views from countries in Asia or South America have tend to have a lower ad rate. Hmm. compared to countries like uh, the US or countries in the Europe. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it, it's always varying. So, so certain topics have a higher ad rate. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense, I guess. But yeah, I mean, you're it's able to support you full time. So right. yeah, that's really cool. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I've got some random speed questions for you. One word answers yeah. only. Are you ready? Okay, great. All right. What is the coolest monster in any movie? I don't know. Maybe Zilla, 1998. Okay. Good answer. Good answer. Um, what is the best editing software? DaVinci Resolve. <laughs> okay. 
What is your favorite VFX scene in any movie? It could be a single shot or the whole scene. Uh, the first shot in Gravity, which is like, I think, 20 minutes long. Oh, I love that one. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Um, what is your favorite ice cream flavor? Mango, perhaps. Oh, nice. Choice. Um, if you could have a cameo in any currently or past running TV show, what would it be? Mm -hmm. Maybe Sherlock Holmes, uh, like the TV series, Sherlock. I feel like there's been a bunch of the uh, the TV series. Is it the one with um, Benedict Cumberbatch? Right, that's oh the God, one. I love it. Yeah, I, I really like that. Yeah, that'd be cool. Oh man, if you got it, I would. I always want to play the villains because the villains <laughs> seem like the most fun characters. Always right. like, the heroes, they're like a little one note, but being a villain in one of the Sherlock episodes, oh my God, that'd be so fun. Yeah, good choice. Right. Uh, have you ever skydived before? Yes, once really? in Australia, yes. Cool. Have you? I have once here in San Diego. Yeah, nice. it was awesome. Yeah, it I want to do it again, but yeah. Did you do tandem or were you? Yeah, of course, uh, yeah. yes. I didn't want to go through the whole training process to jump by myself and yeah, it was cool. Yeah, but that requires a bunch of tandem dives initially, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, it was a, like a high number, like 50 or 100 or something. I'm like, oh, ah, yeah. one's good. I'm falling out of a plane out <laughs> no, here. I'm strapped to somebody else. <laughs> I would gladly uh, do the course, but um, I mean, I don't have uh, the, the facility here or uh, the option to do it here right now. So yeah, whatever, yeah. Whatever maybe there's an opportunity. Yes. Yeah, in your future series, you'll be skydiving, holding right. the camera and yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> Okay, here's a, here's a really tough question to answer, so feel free to take your time. If you had to fight three bald eagles or one full-grown wolf, who would you fight? Mm. <laughs> I know. I don't know. I've never seen a bald eagle up close, so I would choose that. Three of them? Though? Okay. okay. <laughs> it's going to be a rough I mean, fight. I know, I know what wolves are like, but That's I true. mean, I've never seen a... Uh, bald eagle attack a human being so i haven't either but they are big and they could fly <laughs> so i would go with the wolf i think but really <laughs> well i don't know you might be right bald eagle would probably kill you a lot slower and more painfully <laughs> so at least with the wolf it'd be over fast <laughs> um are lightsabers overrated that's a very yeah, leading i think question. that's cool okay. yeah, i love them <laughs> All right. <laughs> Those are all the questions I had today. Um, can you tell people where to find you on YouTube and Instagram and social yes, media? Yes, it's Shutter Authority. Um, it's the same handle on both. Perfect. Yeah, simple as that. Awesome. And um, if you can't tell us, that's fine. But if you can, what projects are you currently or planning on working on? I'm right now working on um, a monster film, which is a collaboration with NVIDIA. And um, nice. uh, I have a bunch of VFX tutorials sort of uh, linked to that. So that's something in the works. Cool. Still have to figure out what I'm going to do after that, but <laughs> I'm going to be busy with this for a while. Did you get them to send you a bunch of GPUs? Just like, I'll take like 20, 2080 Ti. <laughs> <laughs> we'll call it even. <laughs> No, but yes, um, I have now uh, two Titan RTX cards, which uh, I'm completely enjoying. So 
Very nice. I look forward to this project. Awesome. Well, Raghav, thank you so much for doing this interview. And Thanks, yeah, Chris. I, I hope to uh, reconnect in like a year or so and see how things are going. Yes, for sure. I wish you all the best with your projects as well. Thank um, you. We'll go mega viral. We'll catch up to you soon. Yes, good luck. If, if you need any help, uh, feel free to reach out to me. Oh, thanks a lot, man. Yeah. All right. Uh, make sure to follow Shutter Authority on YouTube and Instagram and everywhere is the coolest content. Some of my favorite videos. So thanks again, Raghav. And yeah, thanks. See you around. See you. Bye. -bye.